This is the Purple Pillage with Neil Roberts and Leif Bakken. The Pillage starts now. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Purple Pillage, episode 10, actually. So we're already 10 in, Neil. This one brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports, located on South Broadway in Minot, North Dakota. And also in Williston. Well, Neil, tough loss for the Vikings, 26-9 to to the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Yep. Big game, loud game, big quarterback. Walk me through everything. Well, you hit the nail on the head, so it came out as many prognosticators assumed that it might the Vikings came in anywhere from a five and a half to like a seven point underdog throughout the week. And yeah, the margin of error was very slim. And I really liked how the team started Leaf. They came out, they got a three and out right away in the Pittsburgh offense. Vikings got the ball. Vikings in turn had to punt. Pittsburgh got the ball. What looked to be another three and out right away by the defense and looking like we were starting to garner some momentum in that game. Brian Robinson gets called for a silly offsides call on a fourth and one from Pittsburgh's own 31, I believe, where you know Roethlisberger's not going to go for it. But they just wanted to see if someone would do the high school mistake. The Vikings had a hard time getting momentum after that. Not saying one play costs you the game. It doesn't. But... Momentum's such a big thing in this league, and that really put the Vikings behind the eight ball early, and they just never really got into it after that. Offensively, Case Keenum comes in uh, spur of the moment Mm -hmm. because of some knee issues that Bradford is having, which we found out is a bone bruise. The running game, there's not much difference between the two teams. 102 for Pittsburgh, 91 for Minnesota. Uh, 20 carries for Minnesota, 32 for Pittsburgh. So run game looked good, but Keenum... Struggled a little bit to find some guys, and the defense, their numbers look good, but they also struggled to stop the Steelers. When somebody was open, maybe Keenum didn't notice right away, and his intended target sometimes did not get open with their initial route. Offensive line did not play as well this week. Uh, Nick Easton sort of stood out as a guy who had a long day. But hopefully they can bounce back this week, Leaf. But it seems like Pittsburgh just made the big plays. I mean, they were making the third and four plays. They were in better position to make those third down plays. Or even the third and 15 plays when Roethlisberger comes to the line, he just has this mojo to him that he's going Mm -hmm. to get the play done and find a receiver. Or all of a sudden Trey Waynes grabs a jersey and that, nullifies a third and 18 all of a sudden they get a five yard holding penalty and automatic first down and the vikings just weren't getting those plays done that day and it was repetitive throughout quarters like two three and four and as a result we end up with that 26 to 9 final score and the vikings just weren't able to track much in a missed extra point again I know that's on Zimmer's mind, and I'm not sure that our kicker, Kai Forbath's job is safe. I know we saw a young guy from Iowa that had a pretty good camp with him, and San Diego let their kicker go here a few weeks ago because a rookie beat him out. Now, their rookie is It's LA. Yes, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) The Chargers, leave it at that, right? Uh, The Chargers. So there's a kicker available out there. So there's a few guys out there to be had, and... Any kicker's job in this league is not safe. Forbath has been great on field goals, but he has not been good on extra points for the Vikings. And I know Zimmer was asked that after the game, if it was concerning, and he had the one-word answer of yes. Well, yeah, (laughs) then I would be concerned as well. A few other things to note is I think a big thing was to keep Brown under 
Mm -hmm. uh, Brown was on the radar of the Vikings. Yeah. And so Rhodes did a nice job keeping him down at five catches for 62 yards. Griffin had a good game with four tackles and two sacks. Barr had nine total tackles. Sandejo had ten. Mm -hmm. So the defense did their job, but they didn't do their job, and we've talked about that. Yeah, all in all, the defense didn't look that bad. I mean, you mentioned the numbers, Leaf, as far as the game totals, and Bell, Brown, all those guys were kept in check by and large. Even Roethlisberger's numbers don't jump off the page. So the defense overall did a good job throughout the day, but it was just the big plays where they came up short and on certain drives, and Pittsburgh was able to put up points. And a lot of times it was due to a penalty. Well, that brings us to our player of the week, and we could almost say the defensive side definitely dominated, and we had to make a decision on this. Player of the week brought to you by Norse Coast Fest. 40 years of pure scandemonium, September 27th through the 30th in Minot, North Dakota. Everson Griffin going to be our player of the week. Four tackles isn't a lot, but two sacks for a loss. Uh, that comes up big, and we were talking about the different guys who made big plays, and he happened to be the one. Some things don't show up on... The the statistic sheet, Leaf, like mm -hmm. how troublesome was Everson Griffin for Pittsburgh? Yeah, you got two sacks, plus they brought a backer tight end sometimes to help chip him, and he was disruptive on that side of the ball for the Vikings. And he was, it could tell, was a big area of concern for Pittsburgh. Considering all those factors, as far as a difference maker, I would definitely go, I agree with you 100%. Let's go Everson Griffin. 40 years of pure scandemonium. North Coast Fest. Neil, let's shift over to Tampa Bay coming to Minnesota. Going to be interesting. Yeah, similar deal where you have another big quarterback. We mm -hmm. talked about it beforehand. So Jameis Winston, you know, another big guy that's tough to bring down, and an arm tackle's not going to do it. You're going to have to grab the guy and get his right arm to get him down. Another big-time receiver in Mike Evans. And another good guy, Deshaun Jackson, opposite him. So you think that hopefully Rhodes and Waynes or Mackenzie Alexander came in and played actually probably better than Waynes in this game. Um, hopefully we'll get Tremaine Brock back soon too, the new acquisition at corner. The Vikings, I think, do match up fairly well. So Doug Martin will not be playing this week. That helps the Vikings' cause a little bit as well. But we need better offensive line play again and the things that were successful in the New Orleans game. And if they get all that stuff going again on the home turf, I think we'll be in pretty good shape. Shout out to dedicated listener Cody Shop and giving us some good feedback. Yes, yeah, good feedback. Like Suggesting right. who we should pick for our player of the week. So thanks a lot, Cody. If any other listeners want to give us any suggestions, you can email me at B-A-K-K-E-N-L-E-I-F-95 at gmail.com and we'll try to get them on here for you. Thanks to Four Bears Casino for making this possible as well. Located four miles west of Newtown, North Dakota. They've got some great events coming up. That's all we've got for this Purple Pillage. For Neil Roberts, I'm Leif Bakken, and until next time, pillage on! <laughs>